It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm your host, Jamie Arrington. Broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Here with your weekly break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Big news, is lots of news this week, lots of Southern Miss news. Um, Now joining me in studio, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations. All right, we got that out of the way. Almost uh, wrecked the whole show with my Skittles out out in the Jeep. Yeah, Jason loves Skittles, guys, so if you are coming to Shreveport, bring us some Skittles. Uh, Jason, we had a couple of uh, football commits this week, some that we kind of knew were coming. A quarterback out of Northwest Community College, a 6'1", 210-pound quarterback by the name of Jack Abraham. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year in high school where he played at Oxford. Originally, he signed with Louisiana Tech. There's a family connection with his family and Hobson's family, which had certainly, I'm sure, played a role. This year at Northwest, threw for 2,949 yards, 23 touchdowns, and only had eight interceptions. That's a completion rate of 63.5. Also, he rushed for 82 yards, one touchdown, all this in 11 games. So really put up some solid numbers for Northwest Community College this year and will definitely be in the mix. We'll be. It seems like we're going to have a really solid quarterback competition next year for the Golden Eagles. Yeah, well, going into next year, the quarterback situation looks kind of like the running back situation did this year. Remember, right. we were talking about how loaded we were at running back, and we just about needed every single one of them. So, and I know that Jack's a guy that we've had our eye on for quite a while. You turned me on to uh, to him, heck, what, a few months ago. So I started watching some of his highlights and just following him along. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's nice to get the commitment. And, like, you know, I know Heath and I were talking before the show, and he mentioned, like, do you want to use uh, that spot? Or you could use it for like a defensive back or, or something like that. But I think that he's one of the guys you kind of just make room for. You make you can't turn down playmakers, even though we, we you know, we're kind of set at quarterback, honestly. But you can't turn turn down somebody who might be a game changer. You know what do you think? No, absolutely. And you know he kind of I've read some interviews with him. He kind of has a little Drew Brees in him. You know he's a little shorter of a quarterback, uh, very accurate. Um, so hopefully he'll come in and get in the mix. Who's going to be the starter ne- next year? I don't know, but this spring game is going to be very interesting this year, so it's one you definitely don't want to miss. Also, uh, a, a 6'5", 300-pound offensive tackle from Northwest, also committed, Ter- uh, Tyrick Johnson. I'm just going to go with that. That sounds a very good pronunciation. Had offers from FAU, Toledo, and Texas San Antonio. Another big body up front. We'll take him. I mean, and he's, he's played with Jack for the past uh, year, so – I'm sure he's definitely going to be. I'm sure that had something to do with it as well. Yeah, probably some kind of package deal there, I would think. Um, and again, anytime you can, you get a chance to to go out and get players of this caliber, um, you know, you go ahead and you do, it, especially within the state. And um, they got a, they got a strong program going up there in North Mississippi. So, yeah, glad to add him to the mix. We got a special guest in studio today. You guys may know him as the Director of Marketing at Southern Miss, Murray Littlepage. What's going on, man? Not much. How's everything going with you guys? Good. Good to finally get you in the studio here. I know you've taken some time to kind of get your feet wet with everything here at Southern Miss. So you've been here, what, half a year now? Not even that. Got here July 27th. So 
What are probably your, four and a half, five months, something like that. What are your impressions of Southern Miss so far? Uh, I love it so far. Um, <clears throat> enjoy the people I get to work with. Definitely a passionate fan base, which always makes the job a little bit more fun and uh, kind of helps you stay on top of things and stay on your feet because, uh, you know, they're definitely passionate fans and um, <laughs> obviously want to do good things and, and, you know, get the word out about the uh, product we have on the field and courts. We're going to talk to Murray a little bit later on about where he is, where he's come from, and all that good stuff. Get to know him a little better. But the big news of the week, it was announced, as we kind of talked about on last week's show, Southern Miss gets the bid to the Independence Bowl to take on the Florida State Seminoles. Thoughts, guys? Uh, well, I'm sure glad it happened since I already booked my room like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I'm looking forward to it. I'm fired up. I'm a... Uh, Nothing against the New Orleans Bowl, but I, I think I had a little bit of New Orleans Bowl fatigue, especially when you dangled that carrot of the Independence Bowl and playing somebody like Florida State. Um, I kind of just I, I got all pumped up for it, and I'm glad to see that it happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This is the uh, first school I've worked at that's gone to a bowl game, so um, I don't know if that says something about the, uh, the schools I've been <laughs> at in the past, but um, I'm just excited to, to have the opportunity to go to a bowl game and uh, be working for the school that's playing in it. And obviously playing a, an opponent like Florida State is pretty exciting as well. All right, guys. After the break, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Independence Bowl. Southern Miss and Florida State. Come right back to us right here on the score 1400 AM and News Radio 98.1. To the top. Jamie Arrington here in studio with Jason Bailey and the director of marketing at Southern Miss, Murray Littlepage. So like we said before the break, it was announced this past weekend, Southern Miss, Florida State. And, and what a what an interesting announcement it was. We were sitting there. Yeah. I mean, the Southern Miss fan base, checking Twitter, had it on refresh. Is it Brett McMurray? Mm-hmm. McMurtry or whatever? McMurphy? McMurphy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just refreshing his feed just to see, and then he's like, he's naming off all these bowls. All right, so and so is playing so and so, so and so is playing so and so, and you can kind of see the dominoes fall to where okay, you know, FAU might have had a shot at the Independence Bowl. They're staying at home, mm-hmm. you know. You see, okay, North Texas is going to New Orleans. Okay, it looks like things are shaping up, and then he gets to the Independence Bowl, and it's like source Florida State to play in the Independence Bowl, <laughs> and you're just like, what? What is this? Oh yeah, what I- are you doing? I was ready for my heart to just get ripped straight out of my chest. Is what I was waiting on. I was like, "Where are we? Where were they, where are they sending us to Frisco or whatever?" I, I was, you know. But it finally was announced. We're playing the Florida State Seminoles. Haven't played them in, I guess, twenty-one years. This is a, a school that used to be a rival. Mm-hmm. I mean, very similar situations back in the day. You know, Southern Miss. I think won the majority of the first the first decade we played each other. And then, you know, Florida State came around and became Florida State, but we still had some very solid wins. So this game will take place Wednesday, December 27th, 2017. We'll be at 12.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. The line right now sitting at 14.5 in favor of Florida State. Be sure you buy your tickets from the Southern Miss Ticket Office. Murray, how important is it for fans to buy their tickets from us? 
extremely important. Um, that's definitely something we're going to be pushing. Um, encourage fans to buy through the ticket office so they can sit with with the rest of uh, the Golden Eagle fans. Um, so yeah, we're we're really going to be pushing that hard. Got a good, pretty good response thus far from ticket sales, I believe. Yeah, um, I don't know exact numbers or anything like that, but I, I did hear that um, sales are going well. Obviously, still have tickets left and encouraging fans to, to continue to buy. So we, we have a good presence in, in Shreveport, but uh, things are going well so far. Southern Miss has played in the Independence Bowl twice before. Currently, uh, Southern Miss 2-0 and in the Independence Bowl in 1980. Southern Miss defeated McNeese State 16-14. to And then in 1988, the Brett Favre-led Golden Eagles defeat UTEP 38-18. to Now, some of the co- things that are going on, now, when we were looking at this bowl, when we talked to Munns a few weeks back and we were like, okay, this is a very strong possibility, Jason and I went ahead, booked rooms. We were looking at kind of like, how are we gonna how are we going to make this work? You got Christmas before. You know, how are we going to make this happen? And the really cool thing about this game is the night before they have some pretty awesome activities. So Rally on the Red is what they're calling it. That's the night before Tuesday, December the 26th, starting off with a pub crawl downtown Shreveport at 5 p.m. Got a lot of locations downtown. I'm not going to read them off. Go online and look at the Independence Bowl website. Then they're going to have a pep rally and a parade at the Louisiana Boardwalk Outlets at 6 p.m. It's a free parade. I think most parades are free, but they made sure to <laughs> accentuate that. Have the bands, the cheerleaders, the mascots from each team. Mardi Gras floats and other festivities down the main street of the boardwalk. And then at 8 p.m., block party with the Toadies. If you don't know who the Toadies are, listen to last week's episode. And I'm sure we'll be divvying up their hit song, Possum Kingdom, on the show for the next couple of weeks. That's in the Red River District, kind of all down there in the downtown area. And this is a free concert. The concerts aren't always free, but this one is actually free. So the the key to that night is going to be pacing yourself so you can be fully focused and motivated for the next day. You know, I'm looking at this, and the pub crawl starts at 5 p.m., right? Correct. And there's one, two, three, four, five, there's six bars listed on the pub on the pub crawl. And and an hour later, at 6 o'clock, is the parade. That's six bars in an hour. Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a challenge to bring, me. You bring your A game. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your A game, uh, but that's a pretty cool concert to have downtown. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I can think of bowls in the past, and they had similar festivities. And yeah, well, I like it that it's you know it was twelve thirty. I like it that it's a twelve thirty start too. Yeah, you know because remember last year at the New Orleans Bowl. I know they've changed theirs also, but heck, that game I think it started at maybe eight. I know we walked out of the Superdome after midnight. Oh yeah, I forgot about walking that. back. Yeah, and that's probably eight up bucks a beer, man. Yeah, yeah. Took a hit. Well, then, then you got to then you got to check out the next morning at yeah. eleven. Especially me, you know, with a one year old, and you're talking about uh, the days that the game was on. It's you know, being on a Wednesday, uh, you know, a weekend would be better. But most people have that week off anyway. I think, um, and those that don't, you, you got to kind of make a decision: Are you going to stay the night before? You're going to stay both nights or the night of? Originally, I scheduled mine to stay the night of, but then you kind of convinced me: Hey, look, that's you know, bad idea because. We'd have to leave Hattiesburg at 7 in the morning to get there at any time to tailgate a little bit. And then you stay the night of, but, you know, the pub crawl and everything the night before kind of made a decision for me. But that's another great thing about this bowl is that it's drivable. There's plenty of stuff to do. And I'll be back in Hattiesburg by probably 10 o'clock that night. So. Absolutely. You know, check, check, check. And, you know, this is a Florida State team that, like I said before, we've played in the past, a, a very recognizable program, probably one of the more prominent programs in the country. 
this is probably one going to be one of the only times that we're probably going to see them on the schedule at any point going forward. We used to have them every year, but you know, times have changed. Their situation has changed. Our situation has changed. So, well, yeah, I mean, well, and maybe Murray can talk about this, but maybe things like this can possibly open up the door later on down the road. I mean, you know, your kind of fan bases get together and ads get together, and the teams see each other, and you know, maybe. You know, that works something out maybe a little bit down the road? Yeah, hopefully. Um, obviously, football schedules are a little weird just because those things are done so far in advance. So, I mean, you can go online and find bits and pieces of schedules that are, you know, six years from now and kind of mm-hmm. start having them done. But obviously things change. Teams have to change up some games here and there. So definitely could be something uh, to look forward to hopefully in the future. Uh, it won't happen if we win. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Very good point. But uh, it, it, it's it's a it's a fun game. It definitely should should get the program some attention. I mean, these are the type of games that people ask for, and it's going to be a you know you got to come out. It's going to be a great time. I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. So the Florida State Seminoles. Now, there's been a lot of drama lately with Florida State. They started off the season this year taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Their their stud quarterback went down in that game. It took them a little while before they fully got, you know, their legs underneath them, so to speak. This is a much – I watched their, them take on Louisiana Monroe the other day, and to me, this is a much better Florida State team than their 6-6 six and six record shows. So this is not a – you know, this is not a team that's just completely thrown in the towel. This is not a team that's just falling apart, falling on hard times. This is a team that went through a rough stretch – and if you look at who they okay, let's look at let's look at the schedule right now. So they lost to Alabama seven to twenty four. Stud quarterback goes down. Next, they lost to NC State twenty one twenty seven. Yeah, less than a touchdown. They defeat Wake Forest, another bowl team, twenty six to nineteen. They lose to Miami, who was right there in the end, uh, you know, up in the mix to get into the playoffs. They lost lost twenty to twenty four. They defeat Duke seventeen to ten, a bowl team. They barely lose to to Louisville twenty eight to thirty one. They lost to Boston College three to thirty-five. Okay, that yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Then they defeat Syracuse 27-24. They lose to Clemson, who's in the playoffs, 14 to 31. They blow out Delaware State. They blow out their rival Florida 38 to 22. And then they defeat Louisiana Monroe 42 to 10. So you look at that record, they had a very, very tough schedule. And there's some of those games that were very close that that could have put them in the mix for, you know, much bigger things, really. Yeah, well, the th- these three losses, the uh, NC State, Miami, and Louisville, that's a total of 13 points. Right. They're 13 points away from having, what, nine wins? Correct. And, and I- you know, if you if, if some of those games go your way, who knows with momentum and everything, how that could have maybe resulted in double digit. So they're not that far away. Six and six um, could be nine and three, just literally if the ball bounces the other way. Right. Now, and they have had some drama this year. Their head coach, Jimbo Fisher, announced he was taking the head coaching job at Texas A&M last week, and it didn't take them long to hire a new head coach, Willie Taggart, from Oregon, formerly of South Florida, and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. That's the only time we faced him. I'm not sure if he's coaching the bowl game yet or not, but he's already starting to put his plans into place over there, so I'm not sure how that'll affect the game, but... We'll see. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Well, I saw him at the um, when the limo dropped him off at Florida State, or maybe there was at the airport or something. And as soon as he got out, he started doing the tomahawk chop. So he's there. You know, I have no idea. I don't know if he's coaching that game or not. I can't imagine 
I don't know. What would you do? I can't imagine not staying with your team. But since you've already done that, I can't imagine going back and <laughs> and saying, okay, I'm back. Right. You know? Right. I don't know. Well, just looking, you know, and, and you have different schedules for these two teams, but looking at the matchup, so points per game, Southern Miss averaging 30.5 points per game, Florida State 26.7. Points allowed per game, Southern Miss giving up 23.9, Florida State giving up 21.9. Total yards per game, Southern Miss 438.3, Florida State 343.6. Total passing, 249.3 for Southern Miss, 192.8 for Florida State. Yards rushing, 189 for Southern Miss, 150.8 for Florida State. Yards allowed, Southern Miss only giving up 322 yards, Florida State 337. Passing yards allowed, Southern Miss 189.8, Florida State 201. Rushing yards allowed, Southern Miss 132.3, and a Florida State uh, 136. So some of these numbers are very comparable. Um, some of them not so much. It, it kind of feels like the defenses kind of have similar statistics while the uh, offenses are a little different, but that you know a lot of that has to do with style of play. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think the I think the 14 and a half point them being 14 and a half point favorites is fair. I like it because these are the t- type of situations we usually thrive in. Well, <laughs> I think it's a slap in the face, but I love it. <laughs> oh, exactly. I love it. I don't, yeah, it doesn't hurt um, my feelings yeah, one I, bit. I, I, the last thing I wanted was to be favored, honestly. Yeah. Every time we get favored by two touchdowns, you know, North Texas happens or UAB happens. So, um, but yeah, I mean, looking at the numbers, we've we, we moved the ball. I mean, I know it's kind of apples to oranges. With competition, but um, we do have 10 bowl-eligible teams in our league. Absolutely. You know? um, Very underrated league. And uh, if I'm Florida State, if, if I'm a Florida State coach right now, I think I sit down and I watch some tape, it's not going to take me long to say, you know what, 25 is not going to beat us. Good thing is we've got 18, and we've got you know we got plenty of players everywhere. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, I, I can't imagine Florida State not just trying to make um, Griggs beat you. Well, in in that regard, it, Florida State safety Derwin James announced that he's not going to play in the bowl game. Hmm. He's expected to be could be as high as a top five pick in the NFL draft. So you know, I kind of tweeted out, "Yeah, if Corey Robertson was coming towards me, I'd get out of the way too." <laughs> so, uh, but they could have could have more players in the mix. In my opinion, the entire junior class and senior class for Florida State all locks for first round draft picks. Somebody let them know. Spread the word. <laughs> get out of the way. Absolutely. Um, Southern Miss and Florida State. Florida State leads the all-time series 13 wins. Southern Miss wins eight in one tie. The last meeting was 11-16. I believe that was 96. I think I made a mistake there. Florida State defeating Southern Miss 54-14. The meeting before that, though, on September 2nd, 1989, Southern Miss defeats Florida State 30-26 to in Jacksonville. We had a quarterback by the name of Brett Favre. Like I said before, we were former Metro Conference rivals. Of course, the Metro Conference didn't exactly tie into football, but all other sports we did. So we did, we did, but we did play them. Southern Miss has quite a few coaches with Southern Miss ties, as well as one player, Isaiah Jones, wide receiver for Southern Miss, played his freshman year at Florida State before transferring to East Mississippi Community College. Then you got coaches like Tony Pecorero, the defensive coordinator. He's a Florida State grad, student assistant. He went on to become defensive quality control coach for the Seminoles. Derek Nicholson played on the defensive line for the Seminoles, D-line coach here at Southern Miss. Dan Dish, 
cornerback coach, graduated from Florida State. Eric Losey, the offensive line coach, he was the offensive line uh, quality control for Florida State, uh, 09 to 2010. And then Brian Stork, GA, he's a legend at Florida State. Played center, won all kind of awards there, went on to play for the Patriots. He's actually going to be on To the Top Talk next week, so that's going to be a fun one. Florida State coaches with USM Ties. Rick Trickett, if there's any old heads out there, you certainly know about Coach Trickett. He's the assist- well, he, I don't know what he's going to be now, but he was the assistant head coach, <laughs> offensive line coach. Um, he's a, that, that at Florida State. He was the O-line coach here 1982 through 1984. So it, it definitely for our side, you've got some guys that I'm sure want to go all in on this game. Yeah, that's – that's a pretty well-worn path right there. I didn't realize we had that many ties to Florida State. But, um, yeah, it's going to be nice for those guys to get back. And, you know, I'm, I'm guessing they're probably going to want to have uh, to to leave a mark. I would. All right, so we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to let Murray talk a little bit. So come back to us. We're going to get to know your director of marketing, Murray Littlepage, a little bit better. Come right back. Top Talk, Jamie Arrington, Jason Bailey, and Director of Marketing at Southern Miss, Murray Littlepage here in the house tonight. So, Murray, how did you get involved in the world of sports? Yeah, um, so my dad has worked in college athletics since before I was born. Uh, former Division One basketball coach, a um, couple stops, head coach at uh, University of Pennsylvania, which is where he played college basketball as well. Head coach at Rutgers, um, an assistant a couple of places, and uh, he's been Division One athletic director for the last 16 years. Uh, his final day is Friday. Uh, he's oh wow! Going to kind of ride off into the sunset. So where's he at now? The University of Virginia. University of Virginia. Um, so he's had some some good years there. Some some fun things. Uh, basketball's gotten on track there. Baseball's won a, a national championship. A couple tennis national championships. So he's gotten to to be there through some pretty good times. You've had stops along the way, you know, before you get here. I think what Charlotte, Virginia, as well as Tulane. Uh, talk a little bit about what you learned from those stops. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I did my undergrad at Radford University, small school in uh, Southwest Virginia, and so we used to have another director of marketing from there. Um, yeah, you, oh, Greg Herring. Yep, Greg Herring was my yeah. first boss. Oh um, no, he was my boss when I was at, at <laughs> Radford. Um, <laughs> And so um, basically was able to get kind of hands-on experience. They pretty much let me do a lot as a student worker, so I was, I was very lucky. Um, and so pretty much there, told to, to go to grad school, went to VCU for a year. Um, I was there the year after the Final Four, so oh, wow. was, uh was in sales, so it was a pretty good time to be in sales there. Yeah. Um, and then did uh, an internship at UNC Charlotte in ticketing, uh, so that was another cool experience. That was when they were the year before they started football, so... Um, unfortunately I left before their actual first game, but got to do a lot of kind of behind the scenes stuff. So, um, kind of gave me a little bit of an idea of kind of what it was like to work with, with football, um, and kind of an experience you're not really going to get at a lot of places cause you know, schools don't just start football programs. Um, right. 
out of the blue. So um, went to Virginia for a little while, um, got to kind of see what it's like to be at a power five school, um, kind of see what resources you have compared to some of the smaller schools. Um, just kind of seeing what it's like to, to market for um, a bigger school like that, kind of what you have to do, get to work with some sports that, you know, you don't necessarily have at some, some different schools. While I was there, I, I had field hockey and wrestling were two of my sports, which um, honestly before that didn't really know much about it, couldn't have told you anything about it and ended up really liking it. Um, kind of wish we had them, had at least one of them here, um, really started to enjoy working with them. Um, and then was there for about a year and a half, close to two years and uh, went to Tulane, um, got to kind of have a little more hands-on experience than I had at Virginia, kind of um, got to experience more, given more responsibilities, uh, working with different sports, football, or kind of running the, the field for football, uh, overseeing marketing efforts for men's and women's basketball, helping out with baseball. Um, so Tulane was, was the last stop before I got here. Um, definitely good experience there. Um, the, honestly, the biggest thing I, I've learned through, through all my stops, though, is just uh, the importance of networking and uh, meeting people, uh, kind of creating genuine relationships and, um, really and truthfully, that's, that's how I ended up here. Um, my current boss was, was friends with somebody who worked at Radford when I was there. Um, and she and I keep in touch and, you know, she called me, told me the job was open here and, um, she's still friends with him and put in a good word for me. And, uh, next thing you know, I'm moving to Hattiesburg. You mentioned earlier, you've been here for what, four and a half months. And you guys kind of all came into a similar situation. I mean, you had a situation where pretty much everybody in the athletic department moved on to somewhere else. So you guys all kind of came in at the at the same time, and you kind of feel like you're starting to get your bearings uh, around here. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. Just a lot of stuff in college athletics is, is planned months in advance. So um, coming in, honestly, it was you know show up to work at eight, stay till. Nine ten o'clock, just because there's so much you have to get caught up on. Um, so it's nice not having to stay till ten every night. Um, obviously, there's still a lot of stuff that we we need to get done, but um, I think football season went went fairly well on our end. There's obviously some things that we are going to work on, improve on, but um, considering just the newness and kind of how far out everything's planned, I think we 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 got it done. Um, basketball, we're we're in a decent spot, obviously. Um, Room for improvement, um, but I think we're we're heading in a good direction and uh, excited to to get to baseball and kind of see what baseball's like here. How do you see sports marketing evolving? You know, it's kind of taking a turn towards the social media, internet stuff like that. What direction do you see this going in the future? Uh, it's hard to say, honestly. Um, so I, I've gotten to experience uh, college athletics from a couple different. Um, Kind of a couple different areas. I've been in, in fundraising for a year, marketing for a couple of years, did ticketing for a little while. So um, honestly, the when I first started in marketing, I mean, you had social media, but it obviously wasn't like it is now. Um, and so I don't know if people really knew that that's, this was kind of the direction it was going to head in. So it's hard to say. Um, I think there's going to be some more, you know, big social media platforms and stuff like that that will probably pop up and that you're able to kind of utilize and get messages and stuff out like that. So it, it's hard to say, but um, it seems like social media is kind of the big thing right now as opposed to kind of more traditional mediums like newspapers. I don't know if people really still read newspapers like they used to or get newspapers like they used to. But Now when you have writers like Jason Mons. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so um, televisions is always interesting, you know, um, radio, obviously. So it, it's interesting. Um, I don't really know the direction, but 
um, it's it's definitely something from from a marketing perspective that you kind of have to keep an eye on and make sure you're staying relevant and you know pushing the message that you need to push out the right way. Speaking of Jason Munns, off topic, it, it, I was at Del Sol the other night, and it was like Munns was in there, Brian Morrison was in there. It was like, oh a, yeah, I, I saw all that going down on Twitter, and I, you know my phone never rang. <laughs> it was great. Murray's phone never rang. Never. No, nope. And we still showed up tonight. Well, yeah, I know. I'm I'm such a bad person. Hey, what what's Murray? If you don't mind, what's what's like when you go into work tomorrow? Like like what's priority number one? Like what's going on? What 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 are y'all doing? How can we help? What's happening? Yeah, honestly, um, one of the things I love about college athletics is that no two days are the same, really. Um, so it honestly just depends on you know time of year. Um, obviously bowl game that's that's up there um we have a men's basketball game this weekend so making sure we're prepared for that um getting you know messaging out that we need to for that we have a, a couple themes going on for that game so making sure we're, we're pushing stuff out um <clears throat> honestly our, our spring sport marketing plans we just finished those up so needing to review those and, and make sure that we're we're headed in the right direction for our spring sports um because honestly, you you know, with with football about to end and basketball going on and having basketball games, you know, a couple times a week, you know, spring sports will be here before we know it. Mm-hmm. So, um, just just trying to make sure we're we're doing uh, a good job in everything we do. So, um, honestly, first thing first thing I do tomorrow is going to be check emails, uh, respond to some emails. But after that, basketball and, and football are the the two two big things, and then you know, focusing on some some things we have a little further down the line. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Off topic, you are a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. Huge Eagles fan. It's been a fun season. I bet it has been a fun season. You've had some rough ones lately. Uh, this is, I honestly, I really <laughs> only remember about two or three seasons that I really enjoyed. <laughs> um, obviously, the heartbreak of, of losing in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I don't even know how many years it was in a row. Super Bowl. Um, yeah, Super Bowl, honestly, it was against the Patriots. So, um, geez, I don't even, I was probably, probably four. 14 then so I, I didn't really expect us to win the Super Bowl then um so it's at least fun kind of thinking there might be a little bit of hope to win one uh, right obviously this past weekend wasn't great but um it's been a good season it's been fun to watch um definitely a, a fun team to get behind I actually went to high school with um one of the players on the Eagles so oh wow uh, it's fun to watch him play um I actually just got his jersey I said I was never getting another Eagles jersey so uh, <laughs> you got to kind of lied there but it's been a fun season All right, guys, when we come back, we're going to be talking Southern Miss basketball right here on To the Top Talk. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Jamie Arrington, Jason Bailey, Director of Marketing, Murray Little Page, here in the house. Let's talk a little Southern Miss basketball. Jason, you want to take the lead on this? Yeah, so Southern Miss, uh, right now, as far as basketball news goes, Southern Miss is 4-4 four and four overall. Went 1-1 one one last week. Um, on the 29th, lost to South Alabama 69-58, to um, which has kind of become like the M.O. here. You know, as much as I to say it, I'm a huge basketball fan. We get off to bad starts. We just do. Um, what well, happened again. At the 12-22 mark in the first half, South Alabama was leading 23-2. But the bright side of that is is Doc has a, a way of keeping the guys in it and keeping them playing hard, uh, which there's a lot that can be said for that. Uh, USA led at 40-29 at the half. 
And Sutter Miss came back. They outscored South Alabama 39-29 to in the second half um, to kind of, you know, get back in it a little bit. If you start off, you know, by losing by, what, 20 po- 21 points, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Halfway through the first half, you know, that's really tough to come back from. But my favorite player, Cortez Edwards, uh, scored 14 points. Dominic McGee added 16. And Anthony Hampton, which is kind of like my pick to click, <laughs> well, in that game, uh, he only played four minutes. I'm hoping that it was an injury or something. But anyway. Then we come back against uh, Rust on December the third. We beat Rust College, and I was, you know, I was looking forward to this game because William Carey, our sister school in Hattiesburg, played them, and they beat them by like twenty something. I was like, okay, well, because Carey beat us last year, right? right? Right. Where are we going to be? Well, we absolutely dominated the game in every single aspect, which is what you're supposed to do to teams like Rust. Um, a little, a couple tidbits of how we dominated. We're seven, we, we we outscored them seventy five to twenty four in the paint, uh, forty five to six off turnovers. Um, we had 17 to eight in second chance points, 30 to nothing in fast break points, and 37 to 20. Our bench outscored their bench. My favorite player again, Tor- Cortez Edwards, added 29 points. Tyree Griffin, 21. Kevin Holland has been lighting it up from downtown. He was four of nine from three point range for 14 points, and Dominic McGee had 18. So there you go, your basketball minute. Got some games coming up, of course, this weekend. That is uh, December the 10th. 2 p.m. taking on Troy right here at Reed Green Coliseum. Then on the 13th at Alabama A&M. Then on the 16th, back at home taking on William Carey for that annual game. Then on December the 21st, we are at the Florida State Cinnamon Rolls. So <laughs> we're going to get to uh, to duke it out with them again. And then, you know, what's the spread on the basketball that. game? After last year, there's no telling. <laughs> they actually just got a big W. The other, uh, Florida State beat uh, Florida, I think, the other night. That's not good for us. That's not good. No. No. Maybe maybe some of their players will sit out for the draft. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, then on, you know, I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but just looking at the schedule, December 23rd, taking on the Mississippi State Bulldogs in Jackson. Oh. It's a 6 p.m. game. So. I've got tickets to that. I don't know if that was your doing, Murray. I just, they just showed up in my mailbox. That was that was not me. We're we're busy planning though. We actually are responsible for running that game. So okay, um, it's it's we're running it like it's a game in Reed Green. So it's a lot of kind of planning and cool. making sure we can get everybody there. Um, luckily, bowl games. Uh, we have four days to, to prepare right. for the bowl right. game after yeah. that. But, right. um, yeah, we're busy at work trying to make. So sure this we're is ready for that. that game's two days before Christmas, and the bowl game's two days after Christmas. Yep. Like you're, you're not going home out. to Virginia, are you? No. Uh, I was thinking about maybe, again, Eagles play Christmas Day, so I was thinking yeah. about maybe getting a flight up to Philly to, to watch the game. Um, I don't even know who they play. I think the uh, Raiders maybe, something like that, Cowboys, one of those teams. Um, but, nah, just probably going to stick around here, stick it out. Um, get ready for the bowl game, all that. So, you And, God, that's going to be a that, – I didn't even think about that. That is going to be a busy week. Yep. And then uh, we have women's basketball the 30th, so – it's uh, and my birthday is the 29th, so very, very busy time of year. Yeah, it sounds like it. Do you consider this to be cold weather outside? No, uh, it's it's <laughs> a little it's freezing. It's a, it's a little uh, it's cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, Virginia, the cool thing about Virginia is you get four seasons, so you get a little bit of everything. It's probably you know 40s there now, mm-hmm. 30s. So yeah. uh, I, I will say I don't miss the snow a ton. The occasional snow day is cool, but. Um, I think Other Friday we're actually going to get some snow. I saw that on the. Uh, it's on weird. My, it's like a app. little strip. Like and we're going to get it, but like Collins at. 
I thought it was a mistake on my phone. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's not going to hit the ground. It's just going to be like, it's just going to, flurries. you're just going to see some flurries in that. Patrick, Patrick said it on, all right, anyways. <clears throat> Catch my breath there for a second. So, thoughts on Southern Miss basketball right now? Me? Yes. Oh, okay. I was tweeting out of Murray's picture. <laughs> um, well, I would like to. I, I, I would like to. I, I would like to run something other than the weave. Um, I, I I know that our team this year has more talented players than we had last year. I'm still waiting on Doc to put that together. Honestly, we're all pulling for him, and we know that there's been troubles. When there's scholarship limitations and blah 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 blah, tired of it. I'm ready to have more people sitting around me watching a better brand of basketball. I just am. So, and, and I think he can do it. You look at his track record; he's done it in the past. So, I'm pulling for him. Um, but I, I think I've, I've near about reached my tipping point on defending what I watch. Does that make sense? That wasn't too harsh. Yeah, I'm pulling for the guys. I want them to do well. I got a favorite player. I'm pulling for him every time. I got a second favorite player. He only played four minutes one game, but whatever. Um, so that's 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 my off the cuff whatever. Murray, being employed by the school, what do you want to add to that? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I definitely obviously there there's room for improvement, but I think we're off to a, a pretty good start. Um, you know, five hundred right now. Definitely have a couple games coming up that are winnable. So, um, you know, obviously coming off a performance like we had the other night against or day against Rust, um, hopefully can kind of string that together and, and turn it into some W's down the line. Obviously have some big tests coming up against uh, Florida State and, and Mississippi State. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of how we can compare to those teams. Eat a W. All right, Absolutely. guys. <laughs> Come on back. We got one more segment. On to the top talk. Talking Southern Miss Athletics. To the top. We are back. Welcome back to the Top Talk. Jamie Arrington, Jason Bailey, and Murray Littlepage in the house. Had a milestone this past week. Coach McNellis, Joy Lee McNellis, coach of women's basketball, reached her 450th career win with a 71-59 victory over Northwestern State. She is the 41st active Division I women's basketball coach and the 77th active Division One basketball coach to hit that milestone. So congratulations, Coach McNellis. Definitely, that's very impressive. That's a lot of wins. That is a lot of wins. Goodness gracious. What year is this she's coached? Man, I don't – it's a lot. I mean, I, I remember her when she was – I remember running into her when she was at Memphis at the Women's Conference Tournament. Like, yeah. that was when I was in college. It was about 20 years ago. <laughs> so – um yeah, kudos to her and congratulations on, on hitting that milestone. We'll get more into women's basketball as we get out of football season and can get more into all the basketball. So, all right, so let's reiterate this. Southern Miss going to the Independence Bowl. The deadline to o- order your bowl tickets and have them fulfilled in priority order. So if you are an Eagle Club member or you're a season ticket holder, be sure you get your tickets by 5 p.m. this Friday. The prices are as following. $50 for chairbacks. Those are only av- available for season ticket holders and Eagle Club members and will be distributed by priority. Um, $45 sideline bench. That's just to the side of those. And then $30 end zone bench. 
So those are your tiers for buying tickets. You can also donate tickets for the military and charity groups as well as um, Southern Miss tickets are also Southern Miss student tickets are also twenty dollars. So go get those tickets. We're gonna have a blast. Come party with us. Come watch Murray watch us party while he works. <laughs> yep. And we'll have a wink, great wink. time. Murray, do you have any any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? Uh just thank you for for welcoming me, first of all. Um it's definitely been a little bit of a transition, but definitely a good start so far. Um, continue to support. We definitely appreciate it. Come out to the bowl game. Uh, watch us beat Florida State. Yes, sir. Um, and then get ready for some for some basketball and uh, some baseball. What can uh what can we do to help you? Like if we is is just strictly like showing up buying tickets, showing up bringing your friends, your mm-hmm. cousins, neighbors, um, wife's family. All that. Because I got some people about ready to uh, load up and, like, you know, put some speakers over the football field. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, um, glad to have you aboard. And, um, and uh, I, it, you know, you guys just keep getting younger. Every time they hire somebody, they get younger. They come in here and they just can't believe that, you know. No, nah, dude, we get older. Old. They stay the same age, man. <laughs> Trust me. I, we Our staff is, is young. We do definitely have a, a good staff in place and they do great work. But, uh I'm kind of the like the uncle on the hallway. That's how young we are. So it's uh it's a little weird. We got just a few seconds left. How goofy is John Gilbert? What's it like working for No, I'm just kidding. John <laughs> John's a cool what's it like working for John Gilbert? He's he's great. Um he's very uh he's very welcoming. Um, you know, he's every probably at least once a week just walking down the hallway, poke his head in, ask how you're doing, you know, ask how everything's going. Um so it's I've I've been at schools where you don't really even as an employee, you don't really get to see the AD like that. So it's it's definitely cool to see that and definitely encouraging to know that he cares. Thanks for coming on the show, Murray. Really appreciate you coming in. Enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, guys. Be sure you follow Murray on Twitter at MLittlePage. You can follow us at To The Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey. If you guys are in town this weekend, Saturday night, big comedy show at the Hippo, December 9th. Holiday haha. I'm not on it, but I'll be there. Then come out to the basketball game on Sunday. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk 